On today's episode, I'm talking about the storytelling quiver. Welcome back to Storytelling 2.0, where we discuss the art of attention in an age of distraction. Listen in as Peter Lynch shares the secrets to build your brand, grow your influence, and become a master speaker, one story at a time. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining for another episode. I'm really excited about today's episode. I think it's one of the best tools that you can keep at your disposal to become a master storyteller. Um, And why is this important? Why is it important to have tools? Well, uh, long ago, people have said that their number one fear is public speaking, even more so than death. And I love the comedy set Jerry Seinfeld once did where he said, uh, if people were at a funeral, they would rather be in the casket than delivering the eulogy. That's how much people fear uh, this idea of public speaking. So what you need is you need tools. You need tools at your disposal that are going to help you alleviate that fear. So in my coaching business, when I'm working with uh, people that are struggling uh, to be great storytellers and effective public speakers and communicators, one of the very first things we have to get over is fear. And this fear that I can't do it, or that in particular, if I screw up, I'm toast. I I can't right-size myself. I can't get back in the groove. I'm now in my head, and and I'm going to fail miserably. Getting over that fear is the most important element. It's the storytelling mindset that kind of lays the foundation and the framework for how you become a master storyteller. So we have to get over that fear. So how do we do it? Well, one of the ways we do it is through having really effective tools at our disposal that we can leverage. Now, many of you, I'm sure most of you, have probably seen the Marvel series of movies. And in that, there's all sorts of cast of characters, you know, from the Hulk to Iron Man to Thor. And there's a really interesting character by the name of Hawkeye. And for those of you who don't know him... Uh, His tool is a bow and arrow. But there's a third element that he needs in that arsenal, and that is the quiver. So the quiver is basically the the sack that sits on the back of an archer, and it holds their arsenal of arrows. And anytime they need an arrow, they reach into their back, into their quiver, and they pull out an arrow. Now, I love this concept and this idea of having something close to you that you can reach into when you need something. And that's really what a quiver is. And I learned long ago that if I wanted to overcome fear, uh, to be able to get past a, a mistake that I make when I'm speaking or to get past, you know, if, if I feel like my, my presentation is not going great or if I forget where I am, and where I need to go, there is nothing better than having a quiver that you can reach into to get something when you need it. And so when I coach people, I tell them there are three things that you should keep in your quiver. You should keep stats, questions, and stories. And if you keep some of these in your quiver with you at all times, you can go into a presentation without fear 
because you know that you have things at your disposal quick and close that you can grab. So let me walk through those three things a little bit. So stats. Stats are just a really great tool at doing a couple things. Number one, people love writing stats down. So if you want your audience engaged, you have to have stats to use because people, that's going to get their attention. Um, Stats are a really effective way to convey a complex idea very quickly. Um, And I'll give you an example of one of the stats I keep in my quiver. And I use this all the time. And one of the things that you actually want to do is you want stats that apply to conversations or stories or speeches that you're giving a lot. So you want you want things in your quiver that you could easily apply across most of what you talk about. So I spent a lot of time talking about talent and talking about onboarding and the future of work and those things. And so for me, it's it behooves me to have stats related to that. So one of the stats I keep in my quiver is, and I had heard this at a presentation in Vegas years ago, a gentleman named Jason Dorsey shared this idea, but he said that through his millennial think tank, they surveyed millennials and they found that the most important day to a millennial at work is day one. And actually it's like hours one through four. And it has an 80% predictor on likelihood to stay beyond a year. I mean, think about how powerful that stat is. Um, When I'm working with uh, leaders um, and with our company, one of the things that I knew we wanted to do was to create greater engagement. And to do that, um, I knew that we had to fix onboarding. And to have that stat in the quiver, um, I use it so often because it's so powerful that day one is the most important thing. And and when you dig down deeper into that stat, there's a, a simple framework. What are the three things that feed a great day one experience? Well, it's these three things. It's that people want to feel welcomed, that they want a leader that makes time for them, and that they want their technology ready. Now, again, think about how bite-size that is. That kind of information is the kind of information that will make people write something down and they will remember you because of that. So that's why stats are so important. So what I would challenge you to do there is to just go through what am I talking about most and then search the internet for some great data and then capture three or five data points or stats that you can put in your quiver. You're going to have to apply some time to remember them because you have to be able to remember these at moments of, um, of like fear and angst where you feel like you know, you've forgotten what you're talking about or it's a crowd that makes you a little nervous, whatever that is. So you, you have to know these like the back of your hand. Number two is questions. Well, the, the, the crazy thing about questions is we are really bad at asking questions. As, as a people, we actually suck at this. And um, the, the example of, that proves that we're bad at this is when we pick our kids up from school, we all ask the same stupid question, which is, how was your day? And typically our kids answer, fine. And it's just this horrible conversation interaction. It's a bad question. And so what you need to do instead is ask better questions and come up with some really good questions. So my, I had a friend who had challenged me with my kids. He said, instead of asking, um, how was your day? He said, why don't you ask them, what was the best part of your day? I mean, that's going to stimulate questions. And why are questions great things to have in your quiver as a storyteller? Well, it's because questions can give you an opportunity to get interaction from your audience. 
So when I delivered my TED Talk, if you watch it, there's, you know, 2,200 people in the audience, Ellie Calkins Opera House. One of the questions I asked was, I said, um, um, I need everyone in here to raise your hand as high as you can. Now, can you raise it a little higher? And so I had an ask of them. And everybody did it. And it was this really fun interaction. If you've never seen it, you should go watch it. Um, it got a laugh. It got people to raise their hand. Um, and it kind of re-energized the crowd. This is what questions are great at. Um, and so if during a presentation, if you have some really good questions um, you can ask about a topic, it's going to get your audience re-engaged. Then I challenge you when you do this to, to ask them to do something. So to ask them to raise their hand or to respond by saying something. Uh, you know, so if, if I'm at an HR conference and um, and I'm like, how many people in here believe that the future of work is tied directly to the engagement of people. If you believe that, let me hear you say yes. And if your audience says yes, now they're engaged or ask them to raise their hand. You know, Tony Robbins is amazing at this. Um, I went to his um, conference in Palm Springs years ago. And one thing he did over and over again is he would say, if you believe that, let me hear you say yes. And he has this deep growl, say yes. And the whole audience would scream Yes. And we would be re-engaged. So questions are a great way to re-engage your audience and allows you the time you might need to remember where you are, to rebuild your confidence, or to re-engage the audience. So that's number two. Number three are stories, obviously. You have to have stories. And here's the beautiful thing about stories. People think that you have to have unique and new stories all the time, and you don't. I have a quiver of stories that I reuse over and over and over again. My, my most popular story that I've used is the story of my son playing soccer. And I pull that arrow out of my quiver over and over again. If I feel like the audience needs an injection, I will pull that story out. If I feel like they need to be re-engaged, if, if I need a laugh, if I need them to reconnect, I will pull that story out of my quiver. And I've, I, I basically can make that story fit into multiple different environments and have multiple different meanings so that I can make that story work in multiple different situations. And so those are the three key elements of a storytelling quiver, that you have powerful stats, that you have great questions at your disposal, and that you have stories that you know like the back of your hand. If you build this quiver, I guarantee you will address what is, for most people, the biggest issue in being an effective communicator and speaker, which is their confidence, to alleviate the fear so that you feel confident as a storyteller. And if you add these to your quiver, then you will become a master storyteller and your impact will go through the roof. So I would challenge you over the next seven days to go through and articulate those three things and find three to five things that fit in each of those and fill your quiver. Then spend the next week learning those like the back of your hand so that you have those in your mind. They are ingrained and it's easy for you to pull them when you need a new arrow.